pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good morning, fellow Americans. What a privilege it is to live in the only country in the world where we can still breathe the fresh air of liberty. And welcome to episode 30. And we have our guest host, Joe O'Neill, who joins us today for a little casual chatter. Hey, we want to hear from you too, so send us an email at podcast at theconstitutioncommandos.org. I'm your host, Chris Williams, and my brother Patrick Williams is co-host. We are the Constitution Commandos. All right, I think we all just closed down schools all together. You think we can get away with that? Man, that better not be a paid parking spot. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm hoping Trump gets in there this time, that he starts cleaning house. These damn doing away with these departments and things. You know, oh, yeah, he's he's yeah, he, I'm glad somebody I forget who it was a house of representatives said that we need to do away with the Department of Education. I could not agree more. Where's the bill? I want to sign it, yeah, and, and just not the federal government. Man, you happen bro. to be listening. Have you seen how many state agencies we have? It's unreal. Well, the ones you showed me, I was like, well, there's all these people. This money's going to is that really a department there, or is it just you know what I'm saying? It's like. All these people are getting money, but I didn't even know those departments exist. I'm still not sure they do. They just got a name. What the hell are they doing? Not not well, I mean, they're taking money away from well, the Mississippians, uh, of course. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I told well, when man Patrick first moved to Austin, of course, that, back then, nobody in Austin was from Austin. I mean, I met two people that were from Austin. One of them was girl I was dating. The other one was uh, Dangerous Toy Lead Singer. What's his name? Uh, Jackson McMasters. McMasters. Those are the only two people I met from Austin, Texas. Everybody else was a transplant or a college student, including us. But everybody would ask, where are you from? East of here. Louisiana? Close enough. Georgia? Mm, not so much. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Just, I wouldn't tell people where I was from, mainly because when we left here, I mean, you got to understand, these were troubled times. <laughs> but me and Patrick had $11 between us. That wasn't the gas tank on Highway 18. We were done. We didn't have any more money coming in. We didn't have any job when we got there. It was just done. Do you know how hard and it is to park a semi when you got to take a piss? I do. <laughs> I sure do. But, but when, when we got outside of tech, I mean, outside of Louisiana into Texas and we're going, I think we actually hit 79 South. No, we were, we were still going through Tyler, Texas. We had a blowout. There ain't nothing around. I mean, it's farmland through there, right? So Patrick and I, I guess, Foolishly or ignorantly, whatever, <laughs> we're looking for somebody to help us get to the gas station or the place, fix the tire. And this guy opens his door with a shotgun. What do you want? You tell him. But the guy told, I mean, we told him what was going on and he asked what car we got. We told him he didn't even walk out the road. He said, You boys stay right here. He disappeared around the corner of the house, come back with a tire on a rim. That ought to work. Well, we'll give you the knock. Just take that with you. And we were thinking he's just trying to get rid of us, but it was. No, just take it with you. Yeah. No worries. We'll get back on the road and on 79 South. I mean, this pretty wide highway, right? Cars pass by, wave. I'm like, y'all know them? Oh, no, that's just what they do in Texas. And I'm like, and they call us the hospitality state? No. I mean, cars go in the same direction. And a car move over on the shoulder. My first question was, do they need help? They broke down? Oh, no, they just moved out of our way so we could pass and we were going faster. What the hell's wrong with these people? Yeah. yeah. Sure enough. That's it ain't like that no more. 
well, I know back then when it was like that and people would ask me where I'm from, I'm like, knowing that we call ourselves a hospitality state, I'm like, I'm east of here. I'm not telling you where I'm from. And after I've been there for a few months and riding, you know, it was cool about city transit and awesome. And you can get on that motherfucker. You don't have to get off. I mean, just, just ride toward the city, right? And coming back up north, Lamar, I had been talking to the bus driver I know since we left southeast Austin. And finally, he asked me where I was from. And I told him, east of here. I said, no, seriously, man, where are you from? And the black bus driver, right? I said, Mississippi. He locked up the brakes over the door. Get off my bus. I saw Mississippi burning. I was like, shit, people still look at us that way. You know? Yeah, and, like, y'all, you saw a lie. That's all that was. Damn Hollywood. Well, you know, I mean, but I just didn't want anybody knowing I was from Mississippi. Because this is not what I would call the hospitality. Well, of course, now I do live in, you know, I live on the line of Afghanistan and North Africa. So this place right here is probably the worst in the state. But, I mean, you can go to so many small towns. I mean, like, wait, how about Scuba, Mississippi? You ever been there? It's Queen County where you got hot coffee. And, I mean, the little farming towns, those small villages, really, because there's probably like 100 people there. But when right. you go there, you better get used to slowing down a little bit and eating cornbread and drinking iced tea. But, I mean, that's, yeah, they got the Mayberry effect there. But here, yeah. there's a whole different world. This place is brutal. Yeah, it's like downtown Fallujah. <laughs> man, this is one nasty ghetto-ass fucking truck stop right here, man. You must have made it to Indianapolis. Man, this is, look at this shit, man. What the fuck? Fucking ass motherfuckers. Uh, in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I probably went into Little Jackson's. <laughs> I know they better not try to get in the cab with me. I got one I don't of my know favorite knives. I don't know. They <laughs> don't. They don't throw tires away down here. They hold on. They got them back there. That's for sure, man. Oh, I mean, this man. place right here got. It's that little Jackson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, do you think White Castle will do like Crystal? If I order a bag of little burgers, they'll still put the fucking onions on them. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember if White, White Castle put onions on this. I think you get two I, pickles, don't you? Yeah, two pickles, mustard, uh, and ketchup. <laughs> I think, I mean, it's been a while since I ate there, but. Uh, to tell you the truth, I actually like White Castle better than I like Christmas. I, they actually used to take care of their employees pretty good. That's a badass place to work if you could get there. Yeah. Well, there's one right across the road. I can get there, but I ain't trying to work. <laughs> You're already working, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're working two jobs at the same time. You really need another one? <laughs> you're living the American dream. That's it. That's it, man. That's <laughs> it. Hey, but you ain't going to hear me bellyache, man. You ain't going to hear me bellyache at all. I've been a worker my whole life. I ain't. I probably ain't gonna stop till I'm in the ground for six months. Well, I know I ain't gonna decompose before then. All these fucking preservatives we eat. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. You probably get to learn a little bit from the roots before you decom. I mean, de decom decompose. Yeah. Just bury me with my flag. I'll be happy. Hell yeah. 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 And a bag of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You want that bottle of tequila too? <laughs> yeah. Well, they gonna. I don't know if a bottle of tequila will fit in the yarn because I got a feeling that's what the VA does for you. The worm will. The what? <laughs> I'm saying. But <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, I guess if I get me a beady beady bottle of tequila, like a travel size travel bottle, size, I, going. I don't think they put the yeah. worm in those. They no, might. Not, I don't know if you can get travel size Moscow, <laughs> but I got I got a buddy in El Paso that can get it for me if they do. Hell yeah, it'll be three quarters worm, it'll be one quarter Moscow. Hey, I do like me some Moscow though. I'm gonna have to call old Diaz up, old Sergeant Diaz. Dead Joe, this guy, man, he he was a PA before he went in the military, right? But I went through, got my EMT school and all, but.
Anyway, we get off a of jump one morning. It was like zero two in the morning. And, you know, we did our assembly and we had to do accountability for all our sensitive gear, you know, our M4s or night vision, you know, all our good shit, you know. Yeah. We get in formation. All the toys he signed up the army to play with. That's right. Well, Sergeant Diaz comes over there and he's standing in the squad right next to me, you know, in, in the file. And he looked over at me and he said, Willie, I think you need to go to the hospital. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He says, your face, it's like hanging off. I had a bad exit on the jump. Well, the chin strap, there's a metal push the dot snap thing on the chin strap. I can't remember the proper nomenclature, but it was some. it had all three of them words. I just don't remember the order. And, well, I come out, and I, I guess I didn't have a tight body position with my parachute when the risers came out of the pack tray motherfuckers ripped my helmet off damn near and that chin strap boy it dug into my face and it just <laughs> held on that's man i looked down at my uniform man it wasn't camo no more it was red <laughs> I, I looked like i got shot in the face i had this big old flap i had to put back over my head he said man you need to go to the doctor he running over to get the damn first sergeant hey first sergeant willie needs to go to the doctor and i'm like man put some tape on that motherfucker <laughs> but that's what i told him i said if it ain't scabbed up before morning i'll go get it stitched back on but <laughs> i never right went to bad. the doctor and Sergeant Tobias, that motherfucker went in like a toothpick. He was a, a dweeb. He had like three-inch thick glasses, right? He was a pretty boy, though, because he just started living in the gym, got all beefed up. And uh, that motherfucker saw my face. He was like, man, what happened to you? I said, during the jump. He got out of the Army because of that shit. Yeah, I mean, Sergeant Tobias, man, that motherfucker, he was like, oh, I ain't ripping my face off. I'm like, man, women love scars better than they like muscles, I think. Shit. Muscles don't say you did nothing but pump some iron. Scar says you was in something. Yeah. Shit. That sounded like that when he almost cut his fingers off trying to put a, a chain on a chainsaw. He sliced three of his fingers all the way to the bone. And, I mean, not just all the way to the bone. You could see the bone. Right. All we heard was, Pat, bring me a Band-Aid. Did give me a Band-Aid, woman. <laughs> see, that's the kind of shit people today are missing, man. Yeah. I mean, if you get, if you get a good wound, man, just fucking deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. When I cut the end of my finger off, though, that was one you couldn't just ask for a Band-Aid for. But I remember my dad. Nah, got, a, when my dad a hot got iron would have helped it. Sear it and stop the bleeding. <laughs> right. Yeah. When the, my dad got to the hospital, he was like, what happened? By then, the doc was in. He called for some other people to get x-rays set up and everything. I said, we need x-ray for Doc. All you got to do is pull it back. My dad started leaning further and further. I was like, Dad, what are you doing? Dad, what are you? Dad, get off of me. <laughs> and when he hit the floor, man, he would. He looked like the Incredible Hulk never grew. Nurses <laughs> running in there saying, Mr. Williams, you need to sit down. You are green. He said, I got to go back to work. <laughs> I know twice. Maria drove the shit out of that 77 Thunder Chicken, though, boy. That was a cougar, yeah, but she had that son bitch <laughs> truck. That big old land yacht got me there, didn't it? That little bitty Italian got you there in that big old land yacht. You ain't kidding. That little bitty Italian one was my favorite. Boy, she was something serious, too. Tell some of the stupidest jokes. Um, you know why coleslaw's called? Because it ain't hot. Hell yeah. She was just learning English at the time. So, I mean, it was funny because she really tried hard to tell a joke in English. <laughs> it's just, I love Maria to death. But, yeah, her daughter was a Navy person, too. Yeah, she doesn't like that advertised. Yeah. She's the one I was saying about that. Called me and told me she had an option for early out or be one of the first women on an aircraft carrier. I said, do you really want me to answer that? She said, I'm just checking. And I mean, 500 women on an aircraft carrier is stupid. 
extremely stupid. Yeah, the rape is on the menu when you do that. Yeah, you got that right. It's a nightmare. Well, not just rape. I mean, Safe Chief could tell you some stories. <laughs> yeah, they're good. Yeah. I think I missed my period. What the fuck are you telling me for? <laughs> you need to stay away from the water fountain. Scuttle, buddy. <laughs> I wouldn't have made it in the Navy. I wouldn't have made it in the Navy. You don't think so? No. I think uh, they made one awesome seal. Well, the, I tried to go on the Marines back in, what oh, was it, 88, 89. And uh, because of that wreck I had racing, disqualified me, but I couldn't remember. I thought it had been three years. And then that damn recruiter got pissed off at me saying, you lied to us. No, I didn't. I told you what I thought was true. You're a dumbass, man. You don't need to be driving a truck if you got a nose in. Oh, my God. I just can't believe I just got parked next to a dumbass. But, <laughs> Thank you, surrounded then, by Californians. Well, he is Mexican, so he can be from <laughs> But, uh, yeah, after, after the Marines, because, I mean, dude, that recruiter came over and started yelling at me, literally. It was like a day or two before I was supposed to ship out to Paris Island. I mean, I already had my orders and everything just during Kuwait. And, uh, man, they rejected me. After that, I was like, fuck the military, you fucking motherfuckers. Arr! So when I went to Austin, I was just living it up. And then I got in school and ran out Backing of money. And my speeding best speeding tickets. Yeah, and had some speeding man. tickets. You probably had some money. Dude, Joe, I'd get a speeding ticket leaving a speeding ticket. <laughs> I ain't lying. That motherfucker barely even put, give me my damn ticket, and I'd have another one. And, uh. He said but he was going to pay him, damn it, because that's what he's going to use to go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I, well, every time I got arrested, I had like five or six warrants racked up because I didn't pay none of them. I thought I was going to South Padre, and we'd charter boats, go deep-sea fishing, doing shit like that. But, but uh, yeah, my best friend, man, he came up to me when I had to withdraw, and he said, man, I've been thinking about the Army. I said, let's go talk to a recruiter. Because <laughs> I <laughs> Man, he was also the guitar player for me and Chris. Shannon. No, I was retired. actually their bass player. They didn't work like he said. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but he, yeah, he retired 23 years. He did eight tours over in Afghanistan and yeah. Iraq. And, uh, but he got out of E7. But uh, yeah, we walked in there, man. Our hair was so long. We, I bet we smoked an ounce of weed before we went up. <laughs> that recruiter <laughs> looked at us. Man, you would have thought we were like Bill and Ted or something at the moment, man. <laughs> And that recruiter looked at us like we done walked in the wrong door. He literally had a perplexed look on his face. And he's like, can I help y'all? <laughs> Shannon and I were like, yeah, we want the toughest training you got. <laughs> and he kind of looked at us a little bit. You know, don't let the hair fool you, sissy boy. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, we told him. We said, we want the hardest training you got. So he inked it in, man. The only thing is, I don't know if you ever heard of a guy that tried to go in infantry and they wouldn't give it to him, but I'm that guy. <laughs> Shannon went in infantry and uh, we were trying to go in buddy system so we could be stationed together and all, go through our first tour at least together. Right back. And she had, Shannon got infantry and they talked me into doing communications and we got separated. But yeah. They inked us in with Airborne Ranger and Special Forces right off the bat, man. Yeah. It was in our contract, and, you know, I was kind of mad. My MMRB started. It was like second or third day after I met with the surgeons for the MMRB, and I got my orders. My commander in one of our formations, he was like, Specialist Williams. He called me front and center and gave me my orders for <laughs> to go to damn Q course. I'm like, come on, man. 
I said, I'm fine now. We can end the MMRB. He said, no, process done started. He said, these orders might as well go in the garbage. I'm like, well, why'd you fucking call me up here to give them to me? You know, shit. You just broke my heart, man. I tried my hardest to get into that. They had a hold on communications through Ranger School. I was like, man, I ain't never going to get to go. I took all these high-speed courses, man. The combat Life Taker, EMT, Air Assault, obviously Jump School. I was, I was trying to be a high-speed motherfucker. And then I, I wanted to go SF so bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, that was all I wanted to do when I got in because I knew they got paid extra to take a shit. You know, I was happy with Airborne because, hell, Airborne, you got hazardous duty pay. But literally, man, you got to go take a shit. You go pinch a loaf for special forces. They give you TDY. <laughs> do I get additional hazardous duty pay for wiping my ass because I have to live on MRE? But I couldn't believe it, man. I got my orders and I was on my way out. I was so fucking mad, man. <laughs> and all I wanted to do was be who ever since. Oh, high speed, low drag, nine miles an hour to hair on fire. Well, they 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 miscarried my dream, man. I was I felt like a miss. <laughs> oh, by the way, the the wreck you talked about a minute ago, trying to go in the Marines. Now I don't know what, never know what our parents are thinking or why they did certain days. But first of all, since we grew up in the racing business, didn't think the bug was going to bite us. I mean, really, uh, I mean. I mean, we're racing carts at five and seven years old, yeah. man. I mean, come on. No, yeah, we you were catching carts on fire. <laughs> he's riding around the track. He's just giddy. He's just a mm, little yard cart racing a race car. Doing pretty damn good, too. And then all of a sudden, we're like, hey, stop. stop hey, I would have had him if they... I would have had him if that damn flag man didn't red flag the fucking race. <laughs> okay, we're like two extra lads and we're waving at him stopping. He's, the damn motor's on fire, dude. <laughs> Going up his helmet. He's like, I didn't know it was on fire. I wanted to catch that motherfucker, man. <laughs> but mom, <laughs> I had a bam bang with my senior year. Patrick had a big race. It was actually in Clinton, but it was a big race. And I can't remember if it was a regional or a national event, but he'd already moved up quite a bit in a short time he had been racing and i say short time about a year and a half he was already sponsors hunting and mom and dad would never let him go to a race without him without them i mean well well mr pleasant and mr collins would well go. yeah i went with go. i went with mr pleasant a lot but for some reason they didn't like him going to races because they weren't there some crap like that and they finally agreed to this race to let him go because they were coming to the band bank and I mean, late, you know, later on in the night after the banquet awards and all that, mom and dad leave. Soon as they walked out the door, somebody came in the banquet hall talking about, was there a Mr. or Mrs. Williams here? I said, I'm their son. They just left. What are, what's going on? Like, There's a phone call. I go and answer the phone. I don't even remember who it was that called. I don't know if it was Mr. Pleasant or paramedics. I don't remember. Who's Patrick Williams? He goes, it's my brother. What's going on? I said, well, he's on his way to the hospital. I said, oh, my God, he's going to get in so much trust. And what happened? Is it, he had a concussion. <laughs> and look, uh, man, I, and when, I, when I got a story about it, he had gone over a step up with another guy, and they were super competitive, and they tried to knock each other off the bikes, and it worked. Patrick just landed head first in the field, right? Broke his helmet and got a concussion. <laughs> I was pretty fucked up on that one, man. I, I don't remember anything from that day, though. I remember a couple seconds on and off. It was like somebody turned the lights on and off. I mean, mm -hmm. I came to two or three times for about a second or two in the ambulance, and I felt my head beating the shit out of that C-spine board. <laughs> They're going down I-20, and my head's bouncing like a basketball. I'm like, what the that fuck? That shit hurts. But, but I don't remember much of that day. I don't remember anything of that day.
Yeah, and I don't remember who it was that I talked to. I don't think it was Mr. Pleasant. It seems like it was somebody from the track. But they were telling right. me they were telling me how you how you and that other guy, and I can't remember his name either, but y'all competed against each other a lot. But uh, that's what they told me when y'all went over a step up, both of y'all tried to try to throw the ass into the bike around and slow the other one down or knock the other one down or whatever. And both of y'all went down right in front of everybody. And they said it got you up out of the out of the grass, carried you over to a table where they put you on the table trying to check you out. I guess they had a medical personnel there or something. And they said, you sat up at one point and they would ask you how you're doing. He said, when's my next race? And they said, in about 30 or 40 minutes. He said, good, I got time to rest. And lay back, like, damn, still hard charging with a freaking concussion. That's why people need to get punched in the face, man. When they're young, man, people get punched in the face. For today, and we thank you for being here with us. If you like today's show, rate it and review us on podchaser.com. It only takes a moment, and it will help us tremendously. Subscribe to get our weekly emails and your personal copy of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States of America. Until next time, and on behalf of my brother and myself, we're the Constitution Commandos, signing off.